It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Sunny skies today, warming to the upper 50s. Clear and cool tonight, lows at 34. A mix of clouds and sunshine for our Tuesday. Highs at 57 with a low of 43 degrees Tuesday night. And on Wednesday, a strong cold front moves through. That's going to bring a widespread rain. It stays warm, though, with a high of 62. That rain moves out Wednesday night. And currently we have 52 degrees in Lynchburg, 52 in Bedford. It is cloudy and getting rainy in the Roanoke-Salem area at 54. And Danville has 51, Amherst has 52, and Appomattox 48. The Morning Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Well, we have our, uh, our official word of 2022. Yeah, uh, Merriam-Webster said that this word is uh, the most looked up word. It has increased 1,740% this year. Do you have any guesses as to what that word might be? Guess. <laughs> well, close. Gaslighting. Ah. It means downright deceitful, manipulating, misleading, Merriam-Webster has named it the word of 2022. I will tell you, I have had one particular person in my life that was the king of gaslighting. I mean, really, 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 really good at it. Um, sometimes you don't even realize it at the time. But the official definition for gaslighting is the psychological manipulation of a person usually over an extended period of time that causes the victim to question the validity of their own thoughts, perception of reality or memories, and typically leads to confusion, loss of confidence and self-esteem, uncertainty of one's emotional or mental stability, and a dependency on the perpetrator. They say the searches uh, did increase, as I told you, in 2022. In a world full of deep fakes, the dark web, and fake news, Merriam-Webster's editor-at-large said... He was surprised that there wasn't a single event that drove significant spikes in the curiosity that usually goes with the chosen word of the year. It's just a word that's risen so quickly in the English language, and especially in the last four years, that it actually came as a surprise to me and to many of us. The word has brought to life more than uh, 80 years ago with Gaslight. That was a play by Patrick Hamilton and was a, a very well-known movie at the time as well. The term gaslighting was later used by mental health practitioners to clinically describe a form of prolonged control in abusive, if not physical, uh, mentally abusive relationships. And Merriam-Webster chose its word of the year purely based on data. Last year, uh, the vaccine was the word of the year. Pandemic was the word of the year in 2020. Why do you think gaslighting is the word of the year? 866-916-3776. 866-916-3776. I'd like to know if That's, you have an opinion on why that might be the word of the year this year. I could have an opinion about that word, but I'm choosing to be nice. <laughs> well, once you were saying that, you know, when you um, you don't know the definition of some like of of something or like, you know, the definition, I knew the definition, but like you hear it and then it like you connect it to to your past like there's right. a, 
couple things I went through this year that I've I've connected. I've heard things people say, and it's like it it like hits I have a switch. A, I have a family member who is so when you were a, saying a that psychologist, you were saying that I just started laughing because I was like. Oh, oh, that's what that is. That's that's what that that person made me feel. And and you know, some people are so naturally good at it, they don't even know that that's what they're doing. They're just they're just so manipulative. They don't even consciously. It's not like they're saying, "Oh, I'm going to gaslight." It just comes so naturally to some yeah. people, for sure. And the way they act, they think I'm. They'll probably think I'm the gaslighter. Well, that's what they do, though. They yeah. accuse you of doing the things that they do. That's what yeah. a gaslighter does. Yeah. So that they will actually document things and accuse you of doing things that they are doing to you. It's, it's just funny. It's pretty diabolical, really. I, just, I had to laugh. Why do you think that is the uh, the word of 2022? 866-916-3776. We're getting some text in. I'd like to get... Uh, a call or two in about that one because i think that's interesting of all the words in the english language that was merriam webster's word of the year gaslighting was the word of the year and of course he's saying well usually there's one specific thing that happens that we could trace back to you know the word of the year but but this year there's not which honestly is a form of gaslighting because we all know why this is going on. I just want to make sure that I'm not the only one who thinks that. I'm just saying. So that's why I'm waiting. Uh, so, Will Smith. Apparently, he's got a new movie coming out. And he says he understands if people aren't ready to see a new film after the Oscar slap. And he absolutely respects that. For the love of all that's holy, can we move on? Please, move on. It was a dude and another dude. It's not like he went up and, and slapped Betty White or something. He made me watch the Oscars for once. Oh, well, there is that. He says he would completely understand if movie watchers are not ready to see him in his new film, Emancipation, after he slapped comedian Chris Rock on stage at the Oscars earlier this year. Emancipation is the first new Smith movie to be released since he slapped Rock on the face in March. He slapped him in response to a joke the comedian made about uh, Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, and her alopecia, an autoimmune disease that causes hair loss. Since the incident, he has apologized multiple times and resigned as a member of the Academy. I think he's done his penance now, folks. I just think this is ridiculous that this is still going on. I mean, it's not like he's Michael Vick or something. Who I will never forgive. Anyway, uh, the do the actor said, we can disagree on that. and uh, well, that's fine. We can disagree, but you're wrong. Uh, actor said in a recent interview with uh, Fox DC reporter Kevin McCarthy that he would understand if people are not ready to view his film because of the slap at the Oscars. I completely understand if they're not ready. My deepest concern is my team. They've done the greatest work of my entire career, and it's my deepest hope that my actions will not penalize them it's a real slap in the face i'm oh lord i'm hoping that the material the power of the film the timelessness of the story that the good can be done with uh that would open people's hearts at a minimum to see and recognize and support the incredible artists in and around the film other than myself in emancipation he plays a slave named peter who flees a plantation in louisiana 
Smith won the Best Actor Oscar for King Richard shortly after Slapping Rock and is in contention for another nomination for his role in Emancipation. If he does get a nomination, he won't be able to attend the ceremony. Nice. <laughs> I actually now want him to win just so they can't, they have to say, Will Smith can't be here tonight and we're going to accept the award. Here's Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're getting text in about the whole gaslighting thing. So I, uh, that gaslighting is the word of 2022. Merriam-Webster has announced that it, it's gone up almost 2,000% people looking up gaslighting and what does it mean. And, of course, the people from Merriam-Webster says, oh, there's, we just don't know why. It's, it, it was a shock to all of us that this was selected. So Bill says, now, by Merriam-Webster putting the term out, they're on the side of the libs, too. They're even gaslighting by doing that. Dale from Huddleston says gaslighting, a.k.a. Democrats. So that's what I was curious if, if you all saw the correlation with. Because we know we're being lied to. We're being lied to constantly. We're being lied to about the economy. We're being lied to about pretty much everything that's going on in the White House. The emperor has no clothes on, but nobody's willing to say it. So it's the ultimate gaslighting to our society. The ultimate gaslighting is going on Virginia. right now. I mean, we're, we're seeing it absolutely everywhere. 866-916-3776 is our number. Uh, I'm not surprised at all that gaslighting is the word of the year because I think we're seeing this in so many different areas right now. So we're going to go to the phone lines, line one. Wait, what are you doing? Okay. Got it. All right. Good morning. You're on the morning jam. Hi. Hey, Janet, this is Chase over in Bedford. How are you today? I'm good, Chase. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Or was that a gaslight? I'm not real sure. I don't know. Are you doing well or do you just want me to think you're doing well? I just think I'm thinking I'm not sure. I just wanted to know what you think. Are you surprised um, <laughs> at all that this is the is this is the word of the year? I'm surprised it's not the word of the decade because <laughs> it needs because I think that the whole concept of gaslighting is the new um what we I almost say like a, the uh, uh, the sidestep that politicians use anymore, right? Right. Um because we don't we, we've lost discourse. Right, we've lost mm-hmm. debate. Um, mm-hmm. We don't now. All we do so we now we you know, if for minutes there it was like you know hey there's a war here or here but look there's this tree's dying uh, we need to do something about that well yeah but what about the border well yeah but the water in Canada yeah but it, it's, so, but so it's, it's even more than that okay. he's got his own people coming out saying the borders are secure I mean that's the ultimate gaslighting oh, yeah. and you're crazy if you yeah, don't think the borders are secure. No, exactly. But that's the point. It was like, so what they were always trying to do now is gas or is, is redirect. Mm-hmm. But you can't redirect in today's modern age. You can't. There's too much information uh, available. There's too much information. Like, like you only have to have a quarter of a brain to see that these are lies. So now their new response, because how do you really argue it? Their new response is, well, there's just gaslighting. Or, you know, this person is just gaslighting you. Yeah, it's, I, I have heard this word so much. 
in the last six months mm-hmm. that, I mean, I almost want to go Van Gogh and cut my ears off. And so it, what's happening is, what what always happens when they bastardize a word like this is it completely mm-hmm. loses its meaning. I mean, yeah, uh, the, and then they'll have, and then they'll have a new one. You know what I mean? Right now, it works because the followers of the people we know who use it the most, <laughs> right. those people are like, you know, they they like the word. It, it gives them an out. They mm-hmm. don't have to explain anything. They don't have to defend anything. They don't have to debate. They don't have to justify stances. They just have to say, well, gaslighting, and it's like it's an all inclusive. Mm, yeah, Umbrella. yeah, that's right. Gaslight. Yeah, mm. and we and, all right, and let's think about other words. We've done this too. We've done this with racism. We we call things yeah. racist that aren't racist, and it completely undermines true racism. Absolutely, it's sexism. Yes, exactly. Misogyny. All of that stuff. It, it went through a two-year run, right? Even where rape. It was, they well, use I mean, the term rape. Hashtag Me Too. That, yeah, and com- now nobody, and like it's like almost nobody cares. You'd be a true racist anymore, you know. And somebody right. is just like, mm, yeah, I guess so. And and you know? and rapist. <laughs> I mean, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You're a hundred percent on the money. Chase, thanks so much for calling in this morning. I appreciate hey, it. Thank you for being on the air, man. It was good talking to you again. You, you too. I love it when you call. Yeah, I mean, we do it with so many different words, and we are not doing ourselves any favors because of it. We'll be back. Thanks so much for joining us on the Morning Jam. 866-916-3776 is our number. We'd love to hear from you this morning. We are the Morning Jam. can't wait on the world to change that's for sure i think all the waiting is what has gotten us into the position that we're in right now to be honest you better be paying attention to what your kids are doing folks both in college certainly when they're in uh, school grade school middle school high school a 28 year old chesterfield man chesterfield virginia that's right is now dead after a shootout with police in california And that shootout was related to a triple homicide. Austin Lee Edwards of North Chesterfield traveled from Virginia to Riverside to meet up with a teenage girl he catfished online. He was completely pretending to be someone else. After tracking down where she lived, he murdered her grandparents, 69-year-old Mark Winnick and 65-year-old Sherry Winnick. And the girl's mother, beautiful woman, Brooke Winnick. Then he set their house on fire. And he kidnapped the child. Exactly how they were killed and how the house was set on fire, still under investigation. Hours later, deputies tracked him down with the girl in a car in the Mojave Desert. The sheriff's department says Edwards fired gunshots. Deputies returned fire. He was killed in the shootout. Thankfully, the girl was unharmed. They learned that Edwards had worked for the Virginia State Police until recently becoming part 
of the Washington County Sheriff's Office. Holy cow. So, that's weird because there's, there's no Washington County in Virginia. And if there is, it's nowhere near Chesterfield. Because you have... So that's... He can't be a police officer then. He's a sheriff's officer or works for the sheriff's department. It would have to be like an administrator then. It could be. Uh, There is a Washington County, Virginia. I don't know. um, That's near Abingdon, it looks like. So that's uh, southwest Virginia. So it looks like he did put himself a a little distance between Chesapeake. So there is a Washington County, Virginia. Opposite side of the state. But it's the opposite side of the state, for sure. Um, But who better to be able to catfish somebody than than someone who's worked with the state police? And here's my question. Why did he leave the state police? Did they get rid of him? Were things going on there? Were there suspicious things going on there? If so, why was he allowed to go and work for another agency? So weird. It's very weird. uh, And very tragic. And what is going to become of this young girl now? A GoFundMe has been started to help with the funeral expenses of the victims, of which there are three. And then where is is this young girl going to go? Is her dad in the picture? We don't know at this point. That's that's pretty sad. Pretty sad stuff. Well, on a lighter note, Alyssa Milano continues her, I guess, tiff between her and Elon Musk. She, this girl, that, are you a fan of Alyssa Milano? Is she too old for you? She's probably too old for you. Yeah. Is she? Okay. Uh, she was blasted on Twitter. After saying she gave back her Tesla, she didn't want that evil Tesla after Elon bought Twitter. It's so funny. Elon was very popular until he tried to bring freedom of speech back, and then we can't have that. Of course, she is a prominent supporter of Democrats on Twitter. She uh, said Saturday that she gave back her Tesla and replaced it with a Volkswagen, and I love it. I'm not sure how advertisers can buy space on Twitter publicly traded company products being pushed with alignment with hate and white supremacy doesn't seem to be a winning business model. Speaking of gaslighting, there you go. Twitter users then took Milano on over the tweet, pointing out Volkswagen's ties to the Nazi party, which is absolutely true. During the early days of its inception, one commentator said Volkswagen was literally founded by the Nazis and Hitler. So there, talking about white supremacy. The Hodge twins, who I love, posted, uh, which earned a a crying laughing emoji and a hundred emoji from uh, uh, CEO Elon Musk, who recently purchased Twitter. They're the ones who posted the Volkswagen was literally founded by the Nazis and Hitler. Wait till you learn who founded Volkswagen, another person said. Uh, Lose the the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire tweeted along with references to Volkswagen's beginnings as a state-sponsored automotive company during Hitler's reign in Germany. <laughs> Katie Povich said, "So brave, 
Originally operated by the German Labor Front, a Nazi organization, Volkswagen was headquartered in Wolfsburg, Germany. In addition to his ambitious campaign to build a network of autobahns and limited access highways across Germany, Hitler's pet project. Oh my gosh, it's so great. And look, I I don't I love a Volkswagen. My dream car would be an original restored Volkswagen Bug. I would absolutely love to have a that sounds pretty cool Volkswagen Bug. Um, it's not like you're funding Nazism if you buy a Volkswagen Bug. I just think it's funny that they they took her on. You know, basically saying you own a Tesla is is like by comparison saying you're supporting Hitler by owning a Volkswagen. So I don't think that ended exactly. That like might be she some uh, self. Uh, that that that's a little bit of the gaslighting, but that's probably that's like trolling too. Like for her? Yeah. No. Like them saying the Nazi thing is trying to like I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm saying like in, you could that's what they're going to say. Yeah, but that's what she was doing talking I about agree. the the you know white supremacy and if you advertise on Twitter, you're yeah, I'm not surprised it's the word of the year. Not at all. And the more you go the more you just say, okay, I understand. I like my Twitter. You like your Twitter? Well, I, I stay I, off I'd of that stuff. You to, I'd love for you to be on Twitter and get off of TikTok. That's what I'd like to see. I use both. Hmm. Well, uh, Moscow, Idaho community is on edge. Students are returning from break. And police are seeing more and more 911 calls pouring in. We'll talk about that coming up in our next half hour. Also, don't forget in the 8 o'clock hour, Marco Galbraith has been doing a lot of traveling in the past week. He's been into Charlottesville to interview some witnesses there for that Charlottesville incident. Also traveling to Chesapeake to uh, uncover information about the Walmart incident there. And we're going to be talking to him in the 8 o'clock hour about... Uh, that very subject here on The Morning Jam. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Sunny skies today warming to the upper 50s. Clear and cool tonight. Lows at 34. A mix of clouds and sunshine for our Tuesday. Highs at 57 with a low of 43 degrees Tuesday night. And on Wednesday, a strong cold front moves through. That's going to bring a widespread rain. It stays warm, though, with a high of 62. That rain moves out Wednesday night. Currently 52 degrees in Lynchburg, 52 in Bedford, 54 in Roanoke, 53 in Salem, and uh, 50 in Danville, 53 in Amherst, 48 in Appomattox. And yes, my coffee is gone. Look at that. Sorry, Look everyone. <laughs> it's fine. I'm glad I'm not a cusser. Yeah. It's, it's a good thing that I'm not. Oh my gosh, so funny. Our number is uh, 866-916-3776. Our text number 434-248-0704. Chase called in a little bit ago. We were talking about how the uh, word of the year is gaslighting, according to Merriam-Webster, and how none of us are surprised based on the fact that we've got probably the largest exercise in gaslighting ever going on right now uh, in our country. 
Here's a story out of Idaho. It's been two weeks officially since four University of Idaho students were killed in their off-campus Moscow home. Now, police are grappling with an influx of callers who are concerned about their safety as the investigation into the quadruple homicide involving four local university students extends into its third week. And as far as I know, we are no closer to catching who did this than we were before. They had not had a homicide in, I think, seven years, so not exactly prepared to to deal with a situation like this. As of Sunday, they say they've seen a huge uptick from people reporting unusual circumstances or requesting welfare checks on loved ones in the weeks since the four University of Idaho students were discovered murdered on the 13th. They've received 78 calls for unusual circumstances, 36 requests that police perform a welfare check up from 70 and 18, respectively. They received uh, during October as a whole. Police are also sounding the alarm on a trend in which the callers are notifying their friends or family before phoning officers to respond, authorities said. We understand there's a sense of fear in the community for life-saving, and a, we, but we want to use 911 for life-saving and emergencies and to remind the community to call 911 before notifying family or friends. University of Idaho students Ethan Chapin, 20, Kaylee Conclaves, 21, Xana Carnoodle, 20, and 21-year-old Madison Morgan were stabbed several times and killed in the early morning hours of the 13th. Officials say police have not identified any suspects, nor have they recovered a murder weapon. Similar to the trend described on Sunday, the quartet's concerned friends called other people to the home before they called police. Moscow police received a call shortly before noon for a report of an unconscious person, but several people had gathered at the crime scene by the time the police arrived. According to police, the 911 call originated from inside the residence and came from one of the surviving roommate's cell phones. They say multiple people spoke to the dispatcher before officers arrived. They have determined that they were all sleeping, they think, and were likely stabbed in their sleep after they had returned home. And they believe that they were killed with a fixed blade knife. Other two roommates were inside the home, bottom floor, but they were uninjured. It is a very, very bizarre story. They have called the attack targeted, but they've not said who they think the intended victim is. Police said Sunday they received more than 488 digital media submissions via the FBI portal. Investigators had collected 103 pieces of evidence from the crime scene, took an estimated 4,000 photos. They've conducted multiple 3D scans of the residence. They've had hundreds of hours used by technicians and investigators, including forensic teams and detectives from multiple agencies. They've done over 150 interviews and processed over 1,000 tips. So it's not like they're not putting the hours in. They're just not having, it just doesn't seem like they're making any great strides. Idaho Governor Brad Little has allocated up to a million dollars towards the ongoing investigation. 
I, I will say, I mean, these are three beautiful young women and a young man. If it was targeted, my guess would be it's one of the girls that was being targeted for sure. 866-916-3776. That's our toll-free number that you can call and join in the conversation this morning. Well, you had uh, Thanksgiving, you had Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, and of course today, drumroll please, Cyber Monday, which has become one of the most popular shopping days of the year, even outpacing Black Friday. I had some folks taking pictures of themselves at the mall at 5.30 in the morning on Friday morning, and it wasn't busy at all. I mean, it's definitely changed from the way it used to be. They think that Cyber Monday is going to continue to grow. President and CEO of the Better Business Bureau uh, says they're expecting some huge deals made on the Internet. Millions of people will be looking for the best deals online. Consumer spending this holiday season has already hit record highs. You wouldn't know that uh, the economy's in the shape that it's in. $9.12 billion was spent online on Black Friday. They say the convenience of Cyber Monday brings in even more money. Cyber Monday last year saw $10.2 billion spent online. By shopping 24 hours a day from your couch with no lines, it's very convenient. Here's the downside. It is ripe for scams. If you're going to be doing some cyber shopping today, you need to be aware that scams are definitely a part of the problem. They're expecting about $380 million in fraud committed over the next 45 days with online purchases. That's a lot of money. Moore says, if it looks suspicious, follow your gut, especially if your payment options are limited. They're going to ask you for gift cards or using outside services to provide payment to them. That could be the biggest red flag. Get off that site immediately. He also recommended the use of credit cards to protect against potential fraud. Capital One has helped sponsor a scam tracker and Amazon uh, to keep people out of the scams. And he says it comes back to the old saying, if it sounds too good to be true, and if you think you're going to save an exorbitant amount of money, it's not going to happen. It's too good to be true. Don't fall for it. So if you are doing some Cyber Monday shopping, just keep in mind that there's a lot of scammers out there wanting to get hold of your money. I will say I'm almost done. I'm very, very close to being done. And I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, I don't know where you guys are on your on your shopping list, but I didn't even have to do that much uh, on Friday. I did go out with my sister and my niece and... Um, and we got we got a few things done, but it was there was no pressure. It's not like we had to get anything done. Let's go to the phones now. Good morning. You're on the morning jam. Good morning, Janet. This is Lester. Hey, Lester. How are you? I'm pretty good. Uh, uh, I had a pie spent yesterday in the, at the sofa, and damn well, I got up and I couldn't walk. My my right leg uh, was locked up on me. I couldn't walk, so but they got pretty well straight now but anyway oh, i called in i've been calling in with some negativity lately but about this christmas shopping thing yeah. people are spending more people are spending more than they did last year isn't that crazy Why? no it's not because inflation is going to make them spend more ah uh, okay i see what you're saying 
Okay. Uh, yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, and people are spending that money. They're not buying more. They're just spending more. Yeah, people can't afford to feed the people. How are they going to feed the family plus spend more money? I, I mean, it's just the commercialism of Christmas every year. Just, I used to screwed out around Christmas time, but I because I've made so many friends and have so, you know I, I've kind of got away from that. I try to be nice and and, and not, uh, but I don't do a lot of spending like most people do. Well, you don't me. have to. You don't have to spend a lot to to do something sweet. You know, yeah. Give of yourself. That's right. That's exactly right. Did I mean, you ever, have you, have you, did you did you see this selfie thing I sent you about uh, show somebody uh, what people what uh, Jesus wants for Christmas? Did I, did you get that message? Um, I, I probably I didn't have any internet service at all over the weekend because oh, of the fire. Was, um, so I haven't uh, checked up on everything, but I will. This was a while back uh, that I sent that in. You, you uh, hand somebody as long as they ask them, do they know what Jesus wants for Christmas? Oh. <laughs> on selfie mode, and when they, when they look at it, they're in, they're in, the, in, in the viewfinder there anyway. It's them. You make, yeah. a lot of, you, you make a lot of friends like that, but you, sometimes people say, oh, really? <laughs> <You know>? uh, <laughs> well, I think you've got it right, for sure. Uh, yeah. You don't have to spend a yeah. ton of money to, to get the point across. Yeah. Thanks for calling in this morning. Lester. Okay, we see you. Uh-huh. Right. On that note, I have a, a pretty cool gift I'm going to tell you about when we come back that I think really does drive home the whole meaning of Christmas. Uh, it's something called, well, it's it's really a family tradition is, is what it is. And I think maybe you'll like it. Um, well, I'll go ahead and tell you about it. It's called the Giving Manger. I don't know if you're familiar with this or not, but if you're looking for a great family gift, especially for someone who has children, you might want to consider this. It comes with a little book. It's got a little manger in it and straw and a little baby Jesus. And the whole idea of this is you um, fill up the manger with the straw. And the kids do that by focusing on giving rather than getting. And every time they do something kind for someone or perform, perform an act of service, um, they are allowed to put a strand of the straw into baby Jesus's manger. And again, there's a book that goes along with this that you read to them that explains to them it's not about stuff. That's not what Christmas is supposed to be about. And then on Christmas Day, you can lay the baby on that cushion of kindness. And it's just a really sweet gift. And it's particularly good for folks who have small children and it's called the Giving Manger, a Christmas family tradition. So uh, I found that over the weekend, thought it was really, really sweet. So if you've got someone on your list that has a, a young family, that might be just the perfect gift for them. And maybe you'll even find a, a special price on it during Cyber Monday, the Giving Manger. The Morning Jam. The Good Monday morning to you. 
Hope you're having a good one so far. Our text number is 434-248-0704. Our toll-free number is 866-916-3776. Looks like you are uh, getting your sports on there. Sounds like a sports. <laughs> it is used by South dun, Carolina. Dun, 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 dun. That is a song. That's what South Carolina uses for their entrance. It's called... Uh, so I, so tell me so tell me this um yes ma'am so liberty uh, kind of a not it's good not good into the season they lost their good. last three games and yeah. they got blown out in their final game yeah, uh, what the heck is going on uh so it's it's quite simple yeah the final score 49 14 mm, mm. And it was really forty nine seven. Liberty scored late. Wow. Um, got some unhappy people. So <laughs> about that performance. And, I mean, they lost three straight as the favorite after beating Arkansas. So that's Golly. not great. Yeah. Um. So Hugh Freeze, their head coach. So there's rumors. It's it's more than rumors. <laughs> rumors abound. Uh, where there's smoke, there's fires. Yeah, so uh, Pete Thamel of ESPN, Bruce Feldman of The Athletic have all reported that Auburn has narrowed their search down to Hugh Freeze after basically getting uh, Lane Kiffin, who's the head coach at Ole Miss, says he's going to stay at Ole Miss, which I think he wants to be the Alabama head coach when Saban retires. But that's a sports thing. But <laughs> Hugh Freeze, obviously his time at Ole Miss, he won there, he beat Nick Saban. And a big part at Auburn is you have to beat Alabama and beat Nick Saban, and Hugh Freeze has done that. So Well, but this here lately he's not been doing too great. Yeah, but he's going to go to Auburn, he's going to get more resources because they're an SEC team. He's going to get paid more, and he's going to have a shot at one of the few jobs where you it is known you can win a national championship. And uh, realistically, Hugh Freeze has viewed Liberty as kind of a spot to resurrect his career after what happened at Ole right. Miss, and he basically got fired because he, yeah. he used uh, a phone that was owned by the university to order some friends. We'll just leave it at that. That order some friends. Yes. Yeah. That's to, what, to arrange dates. Yeah, that's a good that another. You have to pay for. That's another good way to put it. Okay. Yeah. And and uh, there's some pushback um, going on right now, so that's why it's not I think official official yet, but it, it's pretty much. So apparently he got confronted in the locker room. Yeah, I'm not shocked by that. And he spoke to them before Saturday's game. So I wonder if that's just messing with her heads and stuff too. Probably. Uh, yeah, you, you you've seen this before. Um, it happens all across the country. Like uh, you know, Cincinnati just lost their head coach, and you, it, it it can affect the locker room because the coach will be honest and be like, "I'm not leaving." You know, like he wants well, to say that, but what like he, what he said though is, "I haven't been offered a job, but it certainly was hard to refute that report." And uh, some people just hate it as of Saturday afternoon. Freeze said no offer had been made, nor had any offers been accepted. Which is the case, but there has been contract talks. So my guess is... It's uh, coming. Yes. it's. I think um, there has been some pushback. Um, so there's definitely been some pushback when it comes to this hire. And so will Auburn kind of, I don't want to say back off it. I don't think they will. Because they want to win, right. and I think if you hire Hugh Freeze, despite his past, you're going to win. Because he's he's a good football coach, he's a good recruiter, he fits in the SEC. Yeah, just don't give him a phone. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's and a don't good let point. him hang out with your children so, off the field. So it'll be okay. interesting to see what uh, Liberty does after that if he does leave. Which I'll put it. I'll say it's like eighty-five, fifteen. Okay. And that's being like very conservative. All right. Well, we shall see. We'll keep an eye on it as it does impact us close to home. That's for sure. Well, Doctor Fauci is opening his yaffery app again. Uh, he says. He has a completely open mind about the origins of COVID-19. But he also says that the scientific evidence, and let's face it, he is science itself, strongly suggests it was not leaked from a lab. He made the comments during a Sunday appearance on Face the Nation. They asked Fauci about China's transparency regarding the origins of covid and how the country's leading Chinese Communist Party was handling calls for investigation from across the globe. Fauci said, we keep a completely open mind as to what the origin is. Having said that, if you look at the examination by highly qualified international scientists with no political agendas, (laughs) okay, and we all laughed and laughed, Uh, they've published in their peer review journals that all accumulated evidence particularly relating to the Chinese bringing into the Wahoon market animals from the wild that should have not been there. The evidence is quite strong that this was a natural occurrence. Does that mean we've ruled out there was something funny going on and it leaked? Absolutely not, he said. I and all of my colleagues keep an absolute open mind that we've got to investigate every possibility because this is too important not to do that. It's not incompatible with saying the scientific evidence still weighs much more strongly than this is a natural occurrence. So basically, he's talking in circles again because that's what he does. Fauci went on to criticize China's lack of transparency, arguing that their refusal to cooperate invited suspicion when there may not have been any reason for it. He did fall short of calling it a cover-up. I mean, of course, here's the thing. Trump got beat up just for calling it a Chinese virus. And whether it leaked from a lab or whether it came out of the animal markets, it still came from China. So I don't really understand what all that was about anyway. Fauci said he's more than willing to testify before the House, as he's done many times before. He did get in a slight dig at Rand Paul. Of course you did. Pointing out that his longtime critic would not be able to summon him since the Republicans failed to take control of the Senate in the midterm elections. Uh, It's nice to know that You're one of those scientists that doesn't have a political agenda either, Dr. Fauci, Anthony, Ant, Tony, Tony. Uh, Fauci at times became enraged when facing questions from Paul, who vowed to further investigate when he won re-election on November 8th. He said, not only will I hold Dr. Fauci accountable, we will finally investigate why your tax dollars were sent to fund dangerous research in Wuhan. I promise you this cover-up will end. Okay. Well, we shall see. Does it look like he's going to be uh, giving up? And you know Fauci's not going to be cooperative unless he has to be. He's not going to worry about that. Coming up in our next hour, we're going to be talking with Dr. Harb. You know, RSV is absolutely everywhere. Uh, our our children are, are really having to battle this with the holidays coming up and lots of 
family events and church events and school events, what is going to be the best way to protect your family and your children. He's going to talk to us about that in the next hour. Also, in the 8 o'clock hour, we're going to be talking with uh, Marco Galbraith, who has been keeping the roads hot as he's been traveling to Charlottesville and to Chesapeake to get the latest information and uh, to try to do what he can to make sure that we're learning from these tragedies to keep ourselves safe in the future. So we'll have all that coming up in the next hour. Top of the hour, CBS News is on the way. From the Roanoke News Desk, we've got Bill Trefero on the way with our local headlines for Roanoke, Lynchburg, and the South Side. All ahead here on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. It's the Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose. Listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA FM Greta Danville.